1 Peter 5, 7 says this, Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. I don't know what you're going through today. Um, We don't know everybody who's watching this. I communicated with a lot of you this week and on Thursday night, so we know some of what you're going through. And uh, Rebecca and I, we care about you a great deal. Uh, We want to see you at a place of being healthy and at peace. And here's what I do know. God knows you perfectly. God knows exactly what you're going through. God knows. And God gives us an invitation. Peter, inspired by the Holy Spirit, said this, Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. See, God is able to do something about everything that you're worried about, everything that you care about, everything that you're concerned about. And what I want to do is spend a few moments here at the beginning of our time together in prayer. Let's pray a little bit. Let's bring whatever it is that we're carrying, let's bring it to God today. Will you join me in that prayer? God, we just come to you right now. And different ones of us, we're carrying different things. God, we there's things that we are concerned about. Maybe our own lives, our own health, maybe the lives of the people that are in our homes. Uh, maybe we are, are, are weighed down with stress and concerns about things that are wrong in our world. God, whatever it is, it's concern about the future, concern about a diagnosis, concern about a financial problem. God, right now we're bringing our cares to you. And God, we ask, would you please hear our prayer God, would you please show yourself strong? Lord, we want to see answers to prayer. We're asking in faith, believing that, Lord Jesus, you can bring healing miracles. So, God, whatever people are going through right now, Lord, whether it be back pain, whether it be a disorder of the blood, whether it be coronavirus-related issues, something respiratory, whatever it is that people are going through, chronic headaches, chronic exhaustion. Lord, I ask right now in the name of Jesus, would you release your healing power? Release your healing power in the name of Jesus, wherever people are, whatever it is that they're going through, help them to receive those miracles of healing. God, we ask, Lord, for people that are have concerns as it relates to jobs, as it relates to finances. Lord, we believe that you are our provider and we ask for you to provide miracles of unexpected, supernatural, financial blessing. Show yourself strong, Lord. We believe that we can receive Jesus and salvation as a blessing so that we can bless others. And in the same way, help us to steward all of the resources you give us to be a blessing to others. Uh, God, we, we come to you right now. Maybe it's worry and anxiety about the future. Lord, we come to you and we bring these cares to you. We bring them and we lay them at your feet. God, we're asking, Lord, would you do miracles? Show yourself strong. Write things that are wrong. Show yourself as a God of justice and a God of mercy. Lord, and help us to not try to do life in our own strength. Lord, some of us are weary today. And I'm asking that you would help us to 
unburden ourselves, to put, put our burdens at your feet and to not pick up anything that you haven't asked us to pick up. Some of us are heavy because we're carrying things you haven't asked us to carry. So we come to you with all our worries, all our cares, all our concerns, all our anxieties, and we're asking God, would you please lift them from us? Do miracles, bring answers to prayer. But God, in the inside of us, as we find ourselves dependent on you, Help us to truly rely on you, to sense a fresh grace that comes from you, a strength that comes from you. Help us to truly receive what you have for us in this new year in 2021. Lord, we we come to you today. God, we're going to bring our worries and our cares to you, believing that you care about us. God, and we we just uh, lift up even as a natural sign of a spiritual action, open hands to you. And we say, God, with humility, we receive whatever you would pour out for us for this year. We receive that new grace. We receive that unexpected joy. We receive that hope, that belief that you are going to strengthen us, that you are going to help us, God. We receive that which comes from you. Lord, we come like Martha today at your feet, wanting to be in your presence. And God, we just receive what you have for us in this new year. Lord, believing that when we don't try to do things in our own strength, when we truly rely on you, that your yoke is easy, your burden is light. So there's a, we receive a lightening of the load today. We receive a fresh touch from you, from heaven, interacting with you today. And God, I know that that also includes just a confession of a sin and a repentance. And so God, for any of us, wherever we're at, wherever, whatever's going on, whatever the sin is, it'll be at a one-time offense or repeated, a lifestyle of, of, of self-serving, rejecting your way of doing things. God, we, we, we repent where we've been wrong. Lord, we say, this is what I've done that's wrong. This is what has been wrong in my heart. By your grace, because of Jesus, please forgive me. Please bring a spiritual cleansing to my life. Bring a spiritual cleansing, a new spiritual heart to my life. I ask that you would forgive me, God. Create in me a clean heart. Renew a steadfast spirit in me. Oh, Lord, bring that joy of salvation. We confess where we've been wrong. And we turn from it. We make today a fresh prayer of dedication, of wholehearted dedication. We will live for you. We make a fresh commitment. We will live for you today. Oh God, would you give us the ability to, and as you give us the ability to, as we receive your grace, God, we're going to live for you. We thank you. Thank you that you give us new spiritual life, a new spiritual heart. Thank you, God, that you have given us your Holy Spirit as a guide today. So Lord, we brought our cares to you. We confess our sins or we receive new spiritual life. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for all that you have done. We receive grace from you today. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. 
You know, in, in follow-up today, if there's anything that we just prayed about that you really would like more help with, please do reach out to us. We want to be helpful to you. We want to connect you with someone that can walk alongside of you. We want to welcome you into uh, our different um, gatherings and get a chance to, to go on this life journey with others. Hey, it's not easy, but with God, it can be exciting. It can be good. It can be thrilling. It really can. A City Harbor Church is a, a safe place to find and follow Jesus. And uh, what we are really trying to do, and, and everything that I've already uh, mentioned this morning, is to get to know Jesus, to learn from other uh, people who are following Jesus, to, to share the journey. And a part of what happens with that, what we just prayed through, is coming to the feet of Jesus for an exchange, an exchange of what we have for, for what God has. And the reason we do that actually in part is because of Jesus' instruction. And so what I want to do right now is turn to Matthew chapter 5, verse 1, which is a section that if you've been tracking with us this week, that we read this week and may have been really meaningful to you this week. And so I want to read uh, just the first 10 verses um, and are going to title this message today, God Blesses. Maybe that's a word you're not familiar with. God blesses. We're going to talk about what that means in just a minute. Matthew chapter 5, verses 1 through 10. One day, as he saw the crowds gathering, Jesus went up on the mountainside and sat down. His disciples gathered around him, and he began to teach them. Here's what he said. God blesses those who are poor and realize their need for him. For the kingdom of heaven is theirs. God blesses those who mourn, for they will be comforted. God blesses those who are humble, for they will inherit the whole earth. God blesses those who hunger and thirst for justice or righteousness, for they will be satisfied. God blesses those who are merciful, for they will be shown mercy. God blesses those whose hearts are pure, for they will see God. God blesses those who work for peace, for they will be called the children of God. God blesses those who are persecuted for doing right, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. Jesus continues teaching and with words that are powerful, that are meaningful, that I hope that you enjoyed reading this past week. This word blessed, you might uh, have a version that just starts with blessed are. These people are blessed. It, that word means these people are happy. They are, they're healthy. It's actually an ancient Greek word that was poetic, that was used in um, Homer's Odyssey and in, in other pieces of literature. And what the word meant to the people who heard Jesus say it is these people it, they have this quality. It's a transcendent happiness of life of a life beyond care, labor, or death. I want to read that again. It's a transcendent happiness of a life beyond care, labor, or death. Now, the grammar that Jesus uses and the word that Jesus uses is to say that, hey, people who are following me, who are receiving this new spiritual life, this is that quality that God is giving you now 
that God will give you in the future and that will be ultimately fulfilled when I return. When Jesus returns, this promise, this condition, this description will be ultimately filled. But it is a here and now, yet progressing in the future, constantly coming, and ultimately to be fulfilled in the future. That's the description here. I want to read this again, and I want to ask you a question. Where is your focus? The beginning of the calendar years when we get all these new um, ads for exercise um, equipment and programs and apps and things, right? Uh, and it, I do think it's a healthy time of year for us to look at the question, where is our focus? Are we focused on the problem or are we focused on the solution? Where is our focus? God blesses. I want to read this and... When I read this again, I want us to focus on what the people are like who God blesses, okay? What, what, what's the condition of the people that God blesses, okay? God blesses those who are poor, realizing their need for him. Okay, so this is poor in spirit. This is people who realize they have a spiritual need. They realize that they don't have what it takes all in and of of themselves, but they need the power of the living God. They need the spiritual strength of the living God. Okay. God blesses those who mourn. That's not an exciting, happy word. That's people who lament, who grieve. And and that that can be everything from grieving the the death of a loved one to, to, to mourning a broken relationship or the loss of a job or the loss of activities that we really enjoyed or, or a variety of different things or even just how broken and messed up our world is. Mourning, uh, people who are in mourning, that's people who God blesses with comfort. God blesses those who are humble. Now, we've talked about humility um, last year a little bit. This is not talking about wrong-headed, self-deprecating, believing a lie Um, something that's not true. Humility is a right understanding of who I am and who God is. (laughs) I am not God. And that humility that in my human state, I've got limitations. There's things that I can't do. I can't be anything I want to be. There are limitations, right? God blesses those who are humble. When there's humility and a recognition of who God is and all that God has to offer, God blesses people who are humble. Now, God blesses those who hunger and thirst for justice or righteousness. The righteousness word there, remember, is healthy relationships in right standing. So people that are yearning for healthy relationships in right standing between God and humans, healthy relationships in right standing between other people, meaning, hey, let's treat each other the way we want to be treated. Let's not take advantage of each other, oppress each other, steal from each other, gossip about each other. People that are yearning for that kind of justice, that kind of righteousness are people that God blesses. God blesses those who are merciful, people that show mercy to others, not punishing them the way that they deserve, People that have a tender kindness about them. People that show mercy. Those are people who God blesses. God blesses those whose hearts are pure. Receiving a spiritual cleansing from God in our our spiritual hearts. That's people that God blesses. God blesses those who work for peace. 
That shalom, peace of God, ereine is the Greek word for it. That's a kind of peace, even in complex system and relationships, that bring everyone into a state of healthiness, where there isn't a, a toxic selfishness, which is what we see glorified in a lot of things in our, our current culture. So God, God blesses those who... Uh, work for peace. God blesses those who are persecuted for doing right. They've done right and somebody else is angry at them for doing the right thing and they're persecuting them for it. Okay, so that's the people, what the people are like who God blesses that find in God a happiness, a state of good health where their their life, they've come to a place where I'm beyond. I'm not overwhelmed by the cares of this life. I'm not overwhelmed with a, 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 a labor and death and disease and pain and suffering. Now let's shift our focus. Let's read the text again and let's focus on how God responds to those people. Remember, God blesses. Let's look at that. So Jesus says, God blesses those who are poor and realize their need for him, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. Whoa! The kingdom of heaven is theirs. They will be in, they will enjoy, they're a place of, 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 of eternal uh, of eternal residence and, and also here and now on this earth. We get a taste of it. We can pursue it. We can enjoy it here and now in the days that are to come and will be ultimately fulfilled when Jesus returns. The kingdom of heaven is theirs. God blesses those who mourn. They will be comforted. God brings comfort to people who mourn. People who have their their focus on God. That's how God responds. God blesses those who are humble for they will inherit the whole earth. Did you know that there will be a day when Jesus returns and all of the heavens and the earth that we see, God will make new. And the people who are going to inherit that are the people that are humble. So if you've got pride as a problem, a character flaw, take that seriously. People who are humble will inherit the whole earth. God blesses those who hunger and thirst for justice. They will be satisfied. Remember, righteousness, healthy relationships, and right standing, that's the kind of peaceful interaction that we all yearn for, that there was so much call for this year, so much frustration over where it's not happening. People that hunger and thirst for that, they're going to be satisfied. They're going to find taste of it here now on earth. They're going to find more, find it increasing in their life on earth. And when Jesus returns, it'll be ultimately fulfilled. God blesses those who are merciful. They will be shown mercy. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be punished for all the mistakes that I've made in the past. I want the mercy of God in my life. And I'm thankful that Jesus makes it possible that receiving that forgiveness through Jesus causes me to be merciful. And when I'm merciful, I know that I'm going to receive mercy from God. God blesses those whose hearts are pure for they will see God. This one is is something we do taste here and now on earth a little bit, something that we can see progressively more in our future. But when Jesus returns, we'll be ultimately fulfilled. We will be able to see God. You know, this past week, I was praying as the sun was coming up. It's winter. The days are shorter. That's not as difficult now. And as I saw the sunrise coming up, 
I was praying and I felt like God spoke to me. God gave me a prophetic vision of the sunrise like the glorious presence of God with all that it brings. A miracle level of peace. A miracle level of joy. A miracle grace. In the midst of troubled and difficult times. In the midst of darkness. And what I heard the Spirit say in that moment, thinking about this God's glorious presence as a sunrise, is that we are in a season where the glorious presence of God is gently breaking upon us. And here's what I believe God was saying. We are going to experience people around the world at different moments, in different ways, in ways and moments that are unexpected, that might not even be what we've been asking for God to do. We might have been asking God to be forceful and obvious and a lightning bolt and just to take over. But in ways that are gentle and yet transformative, gentle, the glorious presence of God, like a sunrise, is gently breaking upon us. I believe that spiritually, we're in a new season. January 1st, 2021, when the clock struck midnight, coronavirus didn't magically go away. God has not chosen to do that. And it doesn't make me suddenly thinner and fitter and taller and smarter. No, a new year doesn't just magically wipe away your problems. It's foolishness to think so. But I do believe that spiritually we are coming into a new season. And in particular, over the next three months, we are going to see here for us and around the world, hear stories of the presence of God gently breaking upon us. Something that I believe. God blesses those whose hearts are pure, for they will see God. God blesses those who work for peace, for they will be called the children of God. Uh, Can you imagine somebody saying that you are a child of God as an amazing compliment? People who work for peace, that's how God's going to respond. He's going to respond and so transforming their life that that's the way that people are going to look at them. God blesses those who are persecuted for doing right, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. We see God blessing people with the inheritance of earth and the kingdom of heaven. That is amazing. God blesses. I want you to focus on that. I want you to think about that. God blesses. Now, this also contains this word healthy. And so, when you reflect on this passage today, and, and you know what, if, if you do, if you do camp out in this section of scripture, I just want to recommend a book. You know, that's me. D.A. Carson, one of my favorite authors, uh, wrote a book, Jesus' Sermon on the Mount and His Confrontation with the World. I recommend it. I know I've already given you guys plenty to to do, but for those of you that it's not quite enough and you want to sink your teeth in a little bit deeper, you want to get into the depth of it, I want to recommend this to you as well. Now, in this word healthy that is described in this passage, let's just take a look at the word, what that means. Free from disease or pain, 
enjoying well-being of body, mind, and spirit, something a lot of people are, are thinking and talking about right now this time of year, in a good state, sound, whole, hearty, robust, lively, vital, not sick or injured, weakened, run down, or worn out. Good for you and others. That's a, a healthy relational kind of way, right? It's not about toxic selfishness. It's good for you and others. Not destructive or weakening to self or others. See, here's what I believe. When I receive the love of God by repenting and turning to faith in Jesus, I will find new spiritual life. Then I'll respond by loving God and others with all I've got. See, a healthy spiritual life is at peace with God, with self, and with others. This kind of peace, which seems like I'm describing something from another planet, it's possible. It's the way that God brings blessing. And what happens is as a result of it, I no longer feel like I need to prove anything to feel better about myself. I no longer feel the need to get anything to find fulfillment and joy relationships. No, I can have a healthy spiritual life and it will, it's, um, in submission to God, following God's plan, it benefits God. God enjoys it, he says. It benefits myself and it benefits the people in our lives. Now, how do we respond to all this? So this week we also uh, read the, the rest of the, the, the teaching that Jesus gave, which continues in Matthew chapter 6. And that actually leads us to our action points that we're suggesting starting tomorrow through January 31st. You see, Jesus Make this statement, Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33. Seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added to you. He uses the word first and Jesus uses that word several times in different places. And it's a word that means there are some things in this world that are more valuable than others. There are some things that should be a higher priority to you than others. So listen, what are we focusing on right now? Are we focused on what's wrong with our world? What's wrong in our lives? What's wrong with us? What's wrong with other people? It's not hard to focus on what's messed up. And I am not in any way, shape, or form advocating living a life that's clueless, that is in denial, that pretends that there aren't problems. No, not at all. God is not calling us to that. God does want to bring healing to whatever the problem is. And if it's personal, it can be about life's hurts, hangups, and habits. Um, that's something that we discuss in Celebrate Recovery and in, in a, everything that we do in different ways. And you don't get better by ignoring it, by pretending it doesn't happen. But at the same time, God never wastes a hurt. God brings healing and God brings strength. He wants you to, to bring you freedom. But if I'm just focusing on what the problem is, I'm not going to work my way out of it. I'm not going to be able to receive a miracle of healing and freedom from God either. Where is your focus? And this is a really important thing for the start of the new year. Now, what we're going to do in having a daily prayer topic for us to share as a church family and scripture to read and, and things to consider is this is a way for me to shift my focus to God, to be, to starting my year more focused on God than anything else. And this is, in effect, a way that we are responding to what Jesus taught us to do. Jesus taught his followers in Matthew chapter 6, 
three different things that were spiritual disciplines, choices that a, a believer can make. And he did this after in a, most of Matthew chapter 5, he was describing to them where they had gotten their focus was in the wrong place. They were focusing on outside behaviors. And instead, Jesus was talking about issues of their heart. This is really important. Hang in there with me for a minute. Let's talk about that. Because what a lot of people focus on on January, which in a normal year means that gym memberships are way up. People are going to Planet Fitness, right? It's totally packed. You can't get any time on the machine or in the pool because everybody and their brother's in there. Why? Because we're focused on external behaviors for healthy benefits, right? Well, spiritually, what I find most of the time when I ask somebody, hey, how's it going with God? How's your relationship with God? Most people respond by talking about their actions. Well, not very good. I didn't pray every day this week. That's the wrong focus. It's a focus on my external behavior and my behavior instead of God. One of the things that's been really life-giving to me this year, where we have faced a lot of things that have been beyond our control, where I've found, you know, difficulties of the of the pandemic. And, and I, listen, I've not had it uh, difficult like a lot of people have. But... In the, diff- in the challenges that I did face, I found at times it was hard to pray. It was difficult to pray. I didn't want to talk to God. Or I found all kinds of negative thoughts and emotions that I was wrestling with that I was dealing with. But I remembered a few things that I've learned in life. And one of those things is that when I am weak, God is not weak. When I am angry at something in a way that I shouldn't be, God's not. When I'm frustrated in a way that's not healthy, God is not. When I am making mistakes, God is not. When I've broken my promise, God has not. And so my prayer, when I come to God, when I communicate with God, it shouldn't be based on where I'm weak, what I'm frustrated, what I'm angry at, what I'm frustrated by are the mistakes that I've made. Now, I don't live in denial. I come... And I ask God for forgiveness for my mistakes. And I do ask God to make changes to things that are messed up that need to be changed. But my prayer and the peace that I find in God, the hope that I draw from God, is not based on the quality of me. It's not based on what I have done. It's not. It's based on who God is. And who God is lifts me, gives me strength and hope and helps me dig in and pray and ask God for that. And so when when we think about how our relationship with God is going, our focus shouldn't be on how good we have been, what our actions have been on external behaviors, but it should be based on who God is And what's going on in our heart. And that's what Jesus communicates more about in Matthew chapter 5. Listen, you've been focusing on these outside behaviors, but God is focusing on what's going on in your heart. What's going on in your heart is literally more important. Because eventually, 
your behaviors and good behaviors are going to come out of what is happening that's good in your heart. And so the quality, how you would measure the quality of your relationship with God is right there. Am I walking in a close personal relationship with Jesus? Am I walking in a relationship with God that's affecting the quality of my heart for good? That's what Jesus has said. Now the outworking of that, the action points from that, Jesus refers to in Matthew chapter 6 with three different things that he says are things we can choose to do. When you give, that's giving your money to the house of God. He, he specifically gives an example of even giving money to the temple where the Jews were worshiping Yahweh God, right? And giving your money to the poor. And by the way, you can do that. Cityharborchurch.com slash give. And you can download also Android or iPhone, the church center app and search for City Harbor Church Baltimore to manage your giving. And that's where you can also access your charitable donation statement for last year because we're a 501c3. So Jesus talks about giving of money, right? It's an important thing. Jesus says, when you give, when you pray, and when you fast. Now, fasting is when you choose to go without food to have more time and more energy focused on God. It's skipping a meal, uh, uh, skipping food for a whole day, skipping food for a week. And we, we post resources about this, and, and we do recommend also the book uh, Fasting by Jensen Franklin, which talks about it as well. And, of course, consulting your doctor. But Jesus talks about these three action points as responses. Hey, God blesses people like this. Shift your focus from external behaviors to what's going on in the heart, in your close personal relationship with God. And as an outworking of this, do these things and let these actions be things that are really private spiritual disciplines between you and God. They're not for show. It's not for social media. It's not so that you can get credit for more people. It's not for you to be posting about every day so that people think you are a better person. And they're actually not things that you do to become a better person. It's a really important distinction. It's a thank you. Thank you, God, for this grace that you have poured out on me. And so I'm going to choose to give. I'm going to choose to pray, to be in conversation with God. And what's really important I want to talk about there, I made this mistake myself. I had to spend time talking with God about this this week. Don't just stress pray. And don't be the only one who's talking. Don't just recite memorized prayers. Have a dialogue with God. Have a conversation with God. Do it at a time and a place in your week where you can give it the best of the, your energy for the whole week. When are you going to be the most awake? When are you going to be the most active? When can you be the most focused? That's when you should be in a conversation with God with enough time, with enough things that buzz notifications and screens off and away. That's the purpose of what we're supplying for you with this. Get to a time and a place where you can be with God, where you're not rushed, where you have a conversation. When you give, when you pray, when you fast, that's how we seek first the kingdom of God. That's, these are action points. These are things that we should do that help us to shift our focus on who God is. And that's why we are doing this first prayer focus starting tomorrow all the way through January 31st. That's why we're supplying for you something to read in that quiet time with God and something to pray about in your quiet time with God. And when we get together, we're going to know that we've been reading the same things. We're going to know uh, when we, we're talking to each other, we've been praying for the same things. And what here's what happens for us. <clears throat> what you see 
in the book of Acts is that a local church is a group of people, a specific group of people at a specific place and time who together are following Jesus. They're taking next steps. It's not I'm attending an event, which is a class where I get content downloaded to me. No, it is a collaboration. It is a spiritual participation. I'm not the expert. You're not the one checking the boxes to become a better person. No, we're on a spiritual journey together. That's what this is about. And that specific group of people, what we see in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 1 and 2, they they were, people noticed that they were devoted to Jesus Spending time with the words of Jesus. And everything that we've just talked about is from the words of Jesus. And so everything that we've done to set up so that you can receive it by email if you want, read it from your smartphone if you want, print it, put it in your journal, your hard copy of your Bible if you want. Everything that we're doing, we're doing this so that we, a church family, can go on this spiritual journey together. And here's what I found to be true as a result. A lot of the time, I don't want to do it. A lot of the time in years past, I have, man, I don't want to do that. I don't like the past, the fact the pastor is suggesting to do that. I don't want anything to do with that. But what I have learned over the years is that when I do it, spiritually, I get kind of decluttered. I, I, I get decluttered. Spiritual junk just gets cleaned out and I get closer to God. And I'm, I'm actually, this is how... At the end of it, I'm now more able to easily hear the voice of God and not be distracted. And, and it takes time and effort to get to a place, to be in a, a spiritual place, to truly hear the voice of God. And I find that when I come out of these things, those are spiritual benefits to me that are really helpful. But what I've also learned is for the church family, what happens is that it raises the spiritual water level. It, 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 it affects the whole church family. And people, when people are they're, they're, they're they have more joy. They have more peace. They're more spiritually healthy. They treat each other better. They're treating people that are in their own homes better. They're treating their neighbors better. And here's what's going to happen this year. We're going to have a vaccine. We're going to get changes. Their life is going to shift and change in a lot of different ways. And there's going to be a lot of temptation to go whoo, 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 to spin up a whole bunch of activity and get burnt out. I think there's going to be a lot of things that we're going to enjoy that are going to be good. But it also the potential to make mistakes, get frustrated, crash and burn will also be out there in front of us. If we can grow together spiritually, we're going to benefit from it. I hope that you will participate with it. Allow me to pray for you. We're going to transition to worship. God, I thank you so very much. You saved us because you love us. You showed us real love through Jesus. God, in our human state, this life is not, it's not easy. Lord, we're facing challenges. We're facing things that are beyond our control. Um, Lord, we need your help. And we receive today new spiritual life. We receive today grace from you. We thank you that you are the God Jesus talked about who blesses us. Thank you, you're the God that blesses us. Would you please help us to be faithful in responding to you the way that Jesus told us to? God, I thank you. Lord Jesus, you said, stay close to me and I will stay close to you. Abide, remain in me, you said. You said, remain in my love. 
Obey my words, you said. Help us, Lord Jesus, to obey your words. God, the Holy Spirit, guide us in truth. Give us spiritual strength. We need that help from you. Thank you for it in the name of Jesus. Amen.